This is a line-by-line -line analysis of Siegfried Sassoon's Suicide in the Trenches, written and published in 1918 in the poetry collection Counter-Attack and Other Poems. This is a simple poem in an almost childlike nursery rhyme style with a brutal message in the centre of the poem, the act of suicide. We already know from the title that this is going to be a tragic poem, Suicide in the Trenches, and the title is matter-of-fact, stating the fact of the suicide without any emotion. The poem begins, I knew a simple soldier boy who grinned at life in empty joy, slept soundly through the lonesome dark and whistled early with the lark. This first stanza is in a regular rhyme scheme and a regular rhythm and sounds simple and almost musical and jaunty. And it portrays the simple innocence of youth. It's an idyllic um, setting of England and uh, the character of the simple soldier boy with that alliteration of the S there, emphasising his youth in the word boy. They didn't write man, but boy. So reminding the reader of the youth. And he can stand for um, a typical soldier, for millions of others of young men who signed up to go and fight in the war with their youthful in enthusiasm. It's interesting that the verbs are all in the past tense. So we have grinned, slept and whistled. The sorts of verbs here show how happy he was with his life. And he has a sunny disposition, smiling and sleeping soundly in the night with not a care in the world. So it's a calm and peaceful atmosphere. And the sound of whistling also kind of eerily hints at the whistling of the shells on the battlefield. The symbol in the first stanza of the lark is one of um, the English countryside. And it's associated with the innocence before the war started. Stanza two is in stark contrast to the first one. In winter trenches, cowed and glum, with crumps and lice and lack of rum, he put a bullet through his brain. No one spoke of him again. So it preserves the four-line stanza and the rhyme scheme, but the words are very different and the alliteration passes from the S sounds of innocence to some more unpleasant ones, first of all, with the K and the L sound, cowed, crumps. Crumps are the sounds of explosions on the battlefield and the L sound of glum, lice and lack. So the scene for stanza two is the trenches, the site of the suicide. So it focuses on war. And we notice that the adjectives which describe the soldier have um, transformed abruptly from the grinning and the whistling and now he is cowed and glum. So he's depressed and scared as a result of his experience of war. He has to contend with not only the sounds of the battlefield, the crumps, but also the irritations of lice and um, a lack of rum. The centre of the poem is this brutal line, he put a bullet through his brain. So like the title, Suicide in the Trenches, this is matter-of-fact and abrupt with this harsh, 
plosive B sound, showing the brutality of the action. It's also interesting that the line ends with a full stop, so it's end-stopped, like the line that comes after it, no one spoke of him again. And it shows the abrupt end of life can never return to how things were before the war started. So the experience of war swiftly drove the simple soldier boy to commit suicide as a result of the horrific realities of war. The fact that no one spoke of him again shows that suicide was taboo. It was a taboo subject. No one could speak of it. No one wanted to think about it and no one could definitely commemorate him or remember him as a hero. The third stanza moves on to a different focus and it goes back to the people back home. You smug-faced crowds with kindling eye who cheer when soldier lads march by. Sneak home and pray you'll never know the hell where youth and laughter go. So it's addressing and criticising the public back home, calling them smug. So they're not really aware of the realities of war, while all the time they're encouraging and cheering on their young men to go and fight as soldiers, as if it was some kind of exciting adventure. So this is a type of unthinking patriotism, the kindling eye. Kindling is um, small bits of wood used to start a fire. So there's this sense of energy and excitement and patriotism that lies in the faces, in the eyes of the crowd who are totally oblivious and unaware of the horrors of war because they haven't obviously been there. So these crowds are cheering when the soldier lads march by. So Siegfried Sassoon is saying to these people, sneak home, this imperative verb, and pray you'll never know the hell where youth and laughter go. So in that simple word, hell, is the message of the poem. It's a living horror, it's a living hell to endure war. And as the soldier boy discovered, it's better to kill yourself than carry on living through those horrors. So the message of the poem is to be aware uh, not to promote the patriotic idea that war is some kind of exciting adventure and you'll become a hero. And it shows you how quickly all of those boys, those young people and those the innocence of their youth can be slaughtered in war without any mercy. So the message really of this poem is there is nothing to celebrate about war. So please don't encourage it. Please be aware of the propaganda that suggests war is an exciting adventure and exploits that idea of enthusiasm in youth to go and sign up. So as I said, it's a very simple poem. It uses simple language and it uses a simple rhyme scheme and it sounds almost childish like a nursery rhyme with lots of alliteration. But this is in contrast to the darkness of the subject. It's a taboo. You couldn't really talk about suicide. It was something shameful, something to be hushed up. Nobody could speak of it again. Uh, And Siegfried Sassoon, in the centre of this poem, he just makes it so brutal and direct and blunt. And there isn't any metaphors around it. It's just simple. He put a bullet through his brain, full stop.